Welcome to the Muzzle Up Podcast, the first international streetlifting podcast, which will be all about lifting heavy weights, doing fancy skills, and listening to interesting stories from the best athletes across the world. I'm your host Nadine, and now let's get started. So, welcome Timo, and welcome to a new episode of the Muzzle Up Podcast. Um, for those who don't know who is my guest today, I'm have, sitting here with Timo Bunnenberg <laughs> in German. <laughs> really German name, I guess. Um, he's the vice world champion of the minus 87 kg class this year and also last year's world champion of the same class. And he's the first male guest in my podcast. So what an honor. <laughs> And this is not only because he's one of the strongest athletes, but also an eye-catcher to all the ladies, <laughs> not only because of his irresistible uh, wink with his eye, especially girls like Annalena Meyer, greetings go out, know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but also because he's the athlete with the most fascinating sock collection, I guess, in streetlifting. Really? Yeah, <laughs> so my first question, question to you, Timo, is, How many new socks have you bought this year on Christmas markets till now? On Christmas markets, uh, none actually. I think I haven't bought any new socks this year, or not a lot. Mm, What a disappointment! Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I did get uh, socks with uh, Mali on them. Uh, that is the dog of my friend Sasha, and I was like, I need to be a dog at worlds, so I got uh, yeah socks with a dog on them. <laughs> At least, at least. So can we expect new socks from you uh, next year? I'm not quite sure about that. My drawer is already pretty filled up. And I think I already got my socks planned out for the powerlifting competition that I want to compete in. So, yeah, but maybe I'll try to think of something for worse. Now you made me really sad. I was expecting <laughs> more. <laughs> and okay. now I'm the last male guest at the podcast. I'll take it for now. I take it. It's okay. Okay, so um, for all of my guests, I will give you 60 seconds uh, to quickly introduce yourself. Um, so yeah, go ahead. I will stop the time and let you know as soon as <laughs> the 60 seconds go <laughs> over. <laughs> oh, you're already quite uh, on, on point, I see. So let's start. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So my name is Timo. I am 24 years old and I live in Hamburg currently. I recently finished my master's degree in software engineering and applied computer sciences. And now I work as a software engineer from home. Um, yeah. Um, I like to listen to rap music and raw style in my free time or also during workouts. Um, I've just finished my last training block, so I'm really fatigued right now. So my mental ping might be a bit higher and might take some time <laughs> to find the words sometimes. Um, yeah, in general, in terms of sport, Nadine has already introduced most of it, I think. Um, I've played handball for like 14 years, just like Nadine did, and uh, started weighted calisthenics in 2019 when I was inspired by some videos by Michael Schulz. And uh, yeah, I competed for the first time in 2020. And uh, yeah, since then, it's been going pretty well. Now I'm the vice world champion 
at Final Rep. And uh, yes. Perfect. You already have the 60 seconds, so almost on time. One minute and five A little seconds. bit overshooting is, is no? fine, I think. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you, you can relate to that after your last training session, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> cool perfect so uh yeah uh, this introduction was super energetic i think the reason why is because you just failed your last deadlift set <laughs> probably <laughs> so how is your so, no, no. Uh, nervous system going i What? made the last deadlift set i failed the, the top set and the first back off but <laughs> the, the third uh, set uh, went okay <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well done. <laughs> One in three. It's good quote. Yeah. I will ask Lois if he is also okay with that uh, when I do do it the same way. Maybe <laughs> he will allow it. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> But okay, cool. So um, you already said a little bit in your introduction um, that you started calisthenics because you, because you got inspired by Michael Schulz. So one of the first questions I got from uh, the listeners is how you started your calisthenics journey. So maybe you can give a little bit more insights on that to us. Yes. So in general, I started uh, strength training um, like when I was in seventh grade. Um, because I played handball and I wanted to be stronger because I was always being bullied around and I was the small and uh, weak uh, kid. And so I decided to do some push-ups and, uh, yeah, get stronger. Um, I eventually went to the gym and uh, trained just like a classic gym bro without a plan. Um, I really like barbell exercises, but, uh, yeah, I never had heard of calisthenics and um yeah i liked just <laughs> working out in general next to playing handball um eventually one of my friends told me um that dips and pull-ups are good exercises and if i'm uh too strong for body weight only i should add uh, extra weight so i started doing weighted dips and weighted pull-ups without no still also still not knowing what weighted calisthenics was And eventually I became pretty good at it. Um, I think I did like 40 kg chin-ups for reps, which is still a decent uh, national level right now, I would say. And um, yeah, eventually I found Micha uh, on Instagram, watched his videos. And um, there was especially one video, which was um, his big transformation. Um, yeah, uh, he there presented it how he... Uh, started calisthenics and then eventually uh, went to competitions and won everything and it was well edited and a bit emotional and I could really relate to his starting point because we were similar in strength at that point and um, so he became a role model for me and I was like um, yeah that's something that I want to do that's something that I could do um, that's the way I could go and uh, yeah so I picked up a bit of calisthenics uh, training I did like random human flag attempts and front lever attempts and so on but um was already mostly focused on uh yeah weighted um i think i also started squatting at that time um before that <laughs> i never did squats because they just felt really yeah i didn't like them i shrimped a lot and <laughs> couldn't hit depth <laughs> and so on um you shrimped a that's lot that's not to say that i Yeah, that's you not to say that I don't shrimp anymore, but 
Yeah, I also still can't uh, squat my body weight to depth, but <laughs> uh, I only did deadlifts before for the lower body and like sprints and so on. Um, but yeah, then eventually I uh, listened to calisthenics podcast, got more involved in the scene, um, decided to get Micha as my first coach. And uh, yeah, he brought a lot of structure into my training. Oh, you got eventually. coached once by Micha? Yes was yeah. now for like a year in 2019 up uh, until final rep 2020 and then uh yeah, you could trash talk that i was kicked out because i paid uh, uh in, the, in the lowest uh, amount possible <laughs> but no uh, i i also wanted uh, to switch and try out what tonio had to offer and uh yeah then after final rep 2020 um i was well, i started my coaching with Tonio, and uh, now I'm being coached by Robin Meinecke, who is a okay. uh, German powerlifting <laughs> national champion in the 105 kg class. Yeah, and he also competed, I think, uh, twice in yeah, last... the streetlifting competitions. Yeah, well, at least uh, at Worlds last year, and then yeah. he, I mean, he's always injured, but uh, <laughs> it was more severe, and uh, He, he couldn't dip properly and so on. So he didn't compete this year at Worlds. And I don't know, did he compete in another competition? I think at Dach Championship, he, he was there. I'm not 100% sure, but... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I remember his, his tempo squats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least uh, that's maybe the reason why some of the streetlifters may know Robin uh, as well. Probably. Yes, yes. But cool, okay. Um, thanks for this qu a quick uh, insight on your journey. So you never really did normal calisthenics, but mostly started directly into the weighted theme. Uh, yes, absolutely. Right? I came from like a weighted direction. And fun fact, I, I never really trained in a calisthenics park. And until like a few weeks ago, I could not do a ring muscle up. So uh, <laughs> eventually Sasha ta uh, yeah, taught me how to do it. But, uh, yeah, never done a ring muscle up. Um, well, I think you're I not the only guy that is uh, <laughs> doing street lifting that is not possible to do ring muscle ups. I heard that from yeah, many yeah. others as well. <laughs> But can you do <laughs> any further skills? Uh, like you see, you said you did some front lever and, um, yeah, uh, human flag attempts. But yeah, I mean, it depends on the definition. I can, like, hold a human flag for a second probably. Like it's enough for, for a picture <laughs> or, <Wow. laughs> or at least let's say I could hold it when I was at like 87 kg. Now I'm 94. So now human flag might be gone. Um, front lever definitely gone. But uh, when I started with Micha, I trained front lever actually. And was my, my PR was like a 10 second or five second front lever hold. And it looked decently clean. Um, yeah, I never tried planching or so. Um, I did get into handstand push-ups a bit, but um, yeah, I was too impatient to learn the handstand properly. And um, so I was strong enough and I did like maybe a handstand push-up double, at least a clean, deep single. Um, but uh, I then decided to quit my handstand push-up journey or hand balancing in general journey because it just it takes too much time. And, That's yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> handstand costs a lot of time. So are you currently able to do a handstand? I mean, I can stand on my hands and I can support it strength-wise. 
uh, if I get a lucky punch, I can hold it for a few seconds, but uh, I'm really not consistent with it. So for I can still kind of do a handstand push up, but it's also like going down and then trying to push up in like a banana shape and losing balance and yeah. So for you, the street lifting word does definitely is the better option than weighted calisthenics, I guess. <laughs> Because you're yeah, not really yeah. a calisthenics athlete, uh, athlete anymore. <laughs> yes, I only put the weighted in, into weighted calisthenics. Well, but at least you're good in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got a lot of questions from the listeners. I hope you brought enough time for all of them. <laughs> It seems yes. like the crowd is uh, really interested in your person. Um, so. Mm -hmm. First, most important question Mark was asking is, when does your shrimp merch uh, is available? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, ha I I actually have uh, socks with like little shrimps on them. Um, they are blue though, so it's hard to match them with a t-shirt. But um, yeah, besides that, I'm not sure if I would actually bring out merch at some point <laughs> <laughs> well seems like you have at least one buyer for that but maybe you can ask <laughs> if uh, you buy uh, if you have another pair of this great uh, shrimp socks maybe you can send it to him <laughs> perfect okay um then i have another question and you can uh, guess from who this question is um is asking of uh, who will win the final rep uh, 87 kg class next year and why is Pear <laughs> going to be first again? <laughs> oh, so it's definitely uh, Lift with Mar, so his girlfriend probably? No. <laughs> oh, is it Pere himself? Yes. <laughs> Greetings go out. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, Yeah, I think you might be able to win the minus 87 kg class because I'm considering going up. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, real talk, I think it would be really hard to beat for me uh, as, as an 87 kg athlete. Um, I mean, if he puts in some work for the squad, then uh, he has a chance. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely not catching up in upper body strength anytime soon. <laughs> Wow, that that now now disappoints me a bit. I was hoping for a fight, but okay. Yeah, I mean he's a great athlete, and uh, <laughs> I can still easily rep his one rep max for squats. But uh, in the upper body department, it's looking dark for me. <laughs> yeah, well then you just gotta become stronger, I guess. Yes, credit where credit is due. His upper body is insane, but uh, yeah, his squat is insanely weak. <laughs> wow <laughs> wow that that was a diss okay <laughs> oh. so so you said you might probably not compete anymore in 87 kg class what is what is happening here can you tell us a bit more insights on that yes i'm not quite sure yet but um my next future plan is to compete in powerlifting uh, in April next year, so German Nationals before the car. And uh, yeah, for that, uh, the powerlifting weight classes are below 83 kg or below 93 kg. And I was at 87 kg or a bit higher. And I don't think it would make any sense to cut down to 83 kg because I still wouldn't be competitive on a national level. 
And uh, so it would just hinder my long-term progress. And so the only option is to compete in the 93 kg class. Um, I could do that with my current body weight, but uh, I wanted to yeah, maximize my, my total. And so I decided to fill out the 93 kg class. Um, yeah, plus I'm currently bulking up. I'm right now at like 92, 93 kg in the mornings. And uh, so, yeah, I compete at 93 kg of body weight there. And then I have two options. Um, I want to focus, of course, on Final Rebel Worlds after that. I want to return to streetlifting or stay in streetlifting. And um, yeah, I could either um, cut down to the 87 kg class again, but I would also have to um, not necessarily win, but compete in the minus 87 kg class for nationals which is a few months later. Um, so it would have to be a pretty harsh either water cut or diet um, to get back down there. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, it would be cool to be really lean again and compete at 87 kg. Um, I think internationally I have better chances to compete at uh, or in this class because like I could easily beat Pere. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, there's Pere and Ludo. And after that, uh, I think I have a bit of distance, maybe Lucian, of course. But um, yeah, um, in the 94 kg class, I'm not as competitive right now. But um, it would be a cool experience and might be better for my long-term progress to go up to the 94 kg class. Um, yeah. So no decisions made yet, but okay, we, we need to I'm stay patient until we uh, will see into which class you decide yeah. I'm, I'm heavily leaning towards uh, the 94 kg class right now <laughs> that would cause Robin Stolz to cut into the minus 87 kg class and then uh, like Daniel Schreiblener and uh, Lukas Krasnitzer were already getting excited because I would not be there in the minus 87 class then but um, yeah <laughs> But, Everyone um, hopes you're yeah. not competing against him, right? <laughs> At least here in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I like the uh, perspective of like uh, striving for a 600 kg total in the minus 94 kg class and um, yeah, squatting over 300 kg. And so that would be goals for the 94 kg class. Where, whereas in the lighter class, um, the only really uh yeah close goal to reach would be the 100 kg chin up um okay. yeah. so so you think that 600 kg total is possible for you next year mm, not sure i mean uh it would be really hard and uh probably not necessarily next year but it's at least something uh great to aim for and uh having such a goal really yeah motivates for the workouts and Okay, and let's see if you can manage that next year. I'm curious, but I wish you, of course, best of luck for that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> cool, so let's check. Um, so Miri wants to know some of your best squat hacks. I mean, I think for here in Germany, you are the strongest <laughs> squatter at least. I'm not sure. Is anyone squatting more than you, at least in street lifting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Robin Meinig and Tonio. But... Tonio? <laughs> yeah, I think it was 
didn't he like squat 280 or so at uh, Worlds? So, yeah, don't yeah I, think, I think I'm getting close, but uh, he's still a bit ahead. And Robin Meinick is, of course, way ahead with over 300 kg. But besides that, um, no. Uh, yeah, in terms of squat hacks um, or cues, I mean, the most important thing is to stay balanced under the bar. And uh, for me, that usually means that I shrimp my uh, upper back, which is not the hack I want to recommend to you. <laughs> but um, because I have this issue, for me, the most important to fo thing to focus on in squats is to really keep tension in my upper body. Because as long as I can keep the tension and don't completely fold in half, uh, then I can usually grind out a rep. So for me, the most important thing is to just accept that the weight is really going to feel heavy if it's a one rep max attempt. And no matter how heavy it is, I have to keep my tension, keep on pushing, not give up too early. And um, with that, I can usually finish uh, my third attempts or heavy sets. So yes. basically just stand up is your squat hack yes of course <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. so uh, miri you just gotta stand up and then uh you can squat whatever you want readings go yeah. out yeah i mean miri actually uses her quads while squatting so i can't really relate to that so. <laughs> <laughs> well uh good then squat like a shrimp and just stand up and then you will become uh strong like timo good tips here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, not quite sure about that. I mean, her squad is looking a lot better than mine. I'm just stronger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then maybe let's switch to a more interesting topic for maybe some of the girls here listening to. Uh, one person wants to know what how's love going uh, right now, and uh, if you are single and available for all the girls or boys. Uh, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's girls but yeah uh not going on uh or not a lot going on i asked out my gym crush for a date he said yeah we could meet up but uh, i'm not dating right now so yes that's it <laughs> okay so girls uh, if you hear that now and you're uh, a quiet fan of uh, timo then send him a message he will be available for you <laughs> He is open for dating, probably. DMs are always open. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's how you need to be. <laughs> always be open for something new. Maybe then you can teach her uh, how to squat as well. <laughs> we have a new great uh, competitor here in Germany for the girls. <laughs> Good. So um, then... Uh, Your friend Lucas, uh, who's already excited that you go up to a 94 kg <laughs> class, wants to know why Timo is always making more progress than everyone else. Mm -hmm. Genetics, hard work. Um, so I actually only work part time, so like 32 and a half hours per week, uh, because I want to have more time to work out and especially to recover so that I can you know, sleep What a lot. Advice. <laughs> yeah um currently my progress is skyrocketing because i'm eating a, a caloric surplus but uh in general my life is really focused on becoming stronger and uh yeah i take the time to recover i work hard in the gym and i have 
probably pretty good genetics to become stronger. And all these factors combined uh, usually result in a lot of progress. Okay, so just quit your job or go on part-time and then... Quit your job. Don't do any hand balancing anymore, Lucas. Move up to the open weight class. And, uh, I mean, your pull might decline then, but uh, then you can maybe squat like 210 or so in the future. No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, after failing 200 at uh, the last competition, yeah, 210 two might be his next goal, right? <laughs> Dump Rosie, uh, go to the training camp in Bali, and then, who knows, 200 kg might be possible within the next few years. Yeah, two, two months in Bali will definitely be the, <laughs> the thing that changes everything, probably. Yes, yes, yes. But who, who will uh, have the money for that? <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, Max like, needs to pay more. Uh, then he can, uh, <laughs> can earn enough to go to Bali for two months. Yeah, nobody knows how Ludo and Baki are able to yeah go there. <laughs> Well, if someone knows how <laughs> Bluto and Paki are financing the uh, Bali camp, then please let us know or post it into the comments. We are curious to know <laughs> <see>. <laughs> to, to get to know this information. <laughs> we we want to join them. <laughs> yes, next time I definitely want to join there. I uh, would love to just go away and uh, yeah, just train and eat and sleep and repeat, right? Yes. I mean, actually, for one month before Worlds, they also were sponsored by a donation to uh, live in uh, Spenge for like a month and uh, train at Machbar. And uh, yeah, they had an ah. Airbnb, only went uh, to this gym and were already in Germany uh, before Worlds. So maybe getting sponsored is the way. <laughs> well, I will drop donation a message. Maybe they don't want <laughs> me next year. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Cool. Okay, then uh, Chuck Haslow is just just writing muscle up training. Maybe he wants to know how your muscle up training goes. I don't know, <laughs> or if you have any muscle up <laughs> tips. I, I mean, you are the one with muscle up in your name, and I think uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I only can do big muscle ups. Up I'm bad at bar muscle ups. I don't know how no, to. No, I think. I think nah. I think your Obama slaps are actually really good as well. I mean, like you have, I don't know, how much do you pull in your pull-up? Like <laughs> Definitely t not enough, like 30 kg or something. Still yeah, but three with, years. yeah, but even despite of that uh, pull-up, you can still do a weighted body weight or, or a weighted muscle up in the bar, right? Yeah, I always said like at some point I will be able to muzzle up more weight than to pull it up. Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah, I mean Nadine has the best hack: just have insane muscle up genetics, and uh, then you're gonna get good at muscle ups. Um, <laughs> probably, yeah. For me, it was that I already had like a 60 kg chin up or so when I started doing muscle ups. So. Um, I could do a bodyweight muscle up right from the start, but uh, even to this day, I still think that uh, compared to my chin up, my muscle up is relatively weak, and I'm also trying, still trying to figure out the technique. Um, I talk to Pere a lot uh, to learn from him, but uh, yeah, muscle up still isn't my greatest lift. Uh, lift um, right now, I was 
so tend to get forearm pain from doing muscle ups. Uh, so uh, I'm also getting heavier. And yeah, right now I'm only keeping muscle ups pretty light. Uh, train them twice a week, uh, always at the start of the workout. And uh, yeah, I mean it's also pretty normal for the muscle up to uh, decline and be really weak uh, in the off season. And even when I'm peaking for a competition, my muscle up usually doesn't feel great. I think I failed uh, 20 kg uh, in the muscle up at the end of my peaking for worlds. And then at worlds, I was able to muscle up 30 kg. So, uh, wow. yeah. <laughs> Big difference yeah, it's here. just, yeah, when you get rid of the fatigue and uh, then have a good day, uh, yeah, then the muscle up might feel good on one day of the year. Besides that, I don't care about it too much and uh, yeah. Okay, I see. So no great tips here on for the muscle up, but I don't know if it's the smartest thing thing to ask your biggest competitor pair for tips. Maybe he will give you by mistake uh <laughs> not that good tips. <laughs> so you stay weak and not get into his direction of the muscle ups. If you want to squat more, try shrimping more. <laughs> no, but uh, Pedro is such a nice guy. Uh, he's so always willing to help. And uh, yeah. You don't think he will give you any bad tips there? No. I mean, I can also reflect on the tips. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I also just tried looking at his technique and copying it uh, a bit. And even that worked. So yeah. <laughs> Well, so next time you will muzzle up like Pere, or what can we expect? I, I try to, but he also has insane muscle up genetics, so yeah, <laughs> everything's oh. coming together for him. Do you have any of those tips he gave you uh, that uh, helped you the most, that maybe will be a good beneficial thing for <laughs> our listeners here? Not really. I mean, uh, for the bar muscle up, I know. Um, actually, like the the real uh, Robin Stolze posted a few days ago, or if this podcast is out, uh, it's maybe a bit longer ago. But uh, um, Robin also said to not swing as much in the muscle up, and uh, that is something I tried to implement recently um, because then you can more efficiently, um, yeah, pull close to the bar and not waste much energy swinging from the front to the back, and uh, yeah. That's true. I can, uh, yeah, I can say that that's definitely something that helps, especially for people like me who are not able to get the right point <laughs> of swinging and when to move up again. So the less swing you have, <laughs> the less uh, wrong you can pull or the less bad your yeah. timing is. Let's say it like this. <laughs> I think it's insane if you look at Peres, uh 51 kg muscle up. He has little to like feels like no swing. Uh, he just puts the weight uh, in the right position and basically swings in with his upper body and then is just able to pull it. And uh, yeah. Well, if you're strong enough, then you can do it like this. <laughs> cool. uh, I think it's both. So uh, <laughs> you have to be strong enough to do it, but you will also get strong if you can do it like this. So yeah. <laughs> Great. So also Lucas again, uh, he is quite curious about lots of things for you of you. Um, was also <laughs> asking who is the your favorite streetlifting athlete in Germany and across the world, both. 
I don't think I really have a favorite. So <laughs> there's no, no answer to this question. I think uh, I'm a bit obsessed with uh, Ludo and Pere just because uh, I was really focusing on them uh, for words and uh, trying to figure out how to beat them. And I just have a ton of respect for them. And uh, yeah, their upper body lifts are absolutely insane. Uh, I really look up to their pulling strength. Um, Pere also has an insane dip. Um, besides that, I think, like, for example, Oben has really fascinating muscle-ups or upper body lifts. Um, Franzi uh, from France also. Um, Baki, maybe, also. Um, so probably those guys, Bato. Um, yeah. Um, nationally, I mean, it might sound arrogant, but since I'm stronger than most uh, athletes, uh, there's not really someone I can, like, look up to. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's um, not the answer he wanted to hear. He probably wanted you to say, of course, it's Lucas. Lucas, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, for me, Lucas, you are definitely my favorite. Uh, but Timo is <laughs> hey. just an arrogant asshole and says he just lost yes. himself. No, I also really like just watching my friends compete, but then it's not uh, as much about uh actually watching their lifts but about the emotional uh side like i was really happy to see uh my friend daniel uh win the mmc um last year luca uh hit a real uh, big grinder for his third squad and uh yeah i was really happy for him for this competition i uh this mmc i supported Posi, uh, Lucas, Alex, and uh, Max, and uh, seeing them do well uh, was a pleasure. So, yeah. Well, that maybe leads directly to another question I have here because uh, I was also asked if you plan to become a coach or if you will offer coaching at any point soon. I mean, you are only working no. part time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, no, but um, like if I needed more money, I would work more in my day job and um yeah i don't think i have the competence to mm, yeah put my name behind any kind of coaching um mm, i'm not too experienced in programming like not software development but um uh, training programming uh i lack a lot of knowledge in anatomy and so on so um I'm pretty experienced and might have some helpful tips uh, from time to time. And um, like what I did in Spenger, um, the platform coaching is something different, I would say. But I don't see myself as a real coach uh, supporting athletes uh, for or in the long term and doing their programming and so on. But you can just write a software that is like <laughs> doing the programming on its own, probably. Nah, I don't know. I, even for that, I think I kind of lack the knowledge. And, uh, yeah. Okay, really sad. So no coaching available soon from Timo. Yes. But uh, but, but yeah. if you need a coach, I can always recommend my friend Sasha Deas. Uh, he's been recently uh, been more getting back into coaching, and uh, I yeah really trust him. I think he's a good coach, and uh, yeah. Well, then always uh, go out my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, greetings go out to oh. Sasha. So, 
then uh, at least he can thank you that he knew you now uh, made some advertising uh, advertising <laughs> for him. <laughs> Perfect. So um, then the question I was waiting to ask you the whole podcast is that Matthias wants to know more about the rivalry with your gym nemesis life. Uh, I yes, don't know who yes, life yes. is exactly, actually, but maybe you can tell us a bit more about that. Okay, so yeah, um, like a few years ago, I trained in a fitness gym, so a big uh, commercial public gym. Uh, I already had like 230 or 240 as my squat one rep max by then, and I was a bit like cocky and feeling like I was the strongest, at least squatter in that gym. And uh, yeah, I did a normal workout. And then some guy that looked like lumberjack, like wearing a, a, a shirt and uh, also wearing heels, came in and just casually squatted like 180 high bar for reps. And uh, they looked really easy. And I was re really impressed by him. I then asked him about his best squat. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like 250 kg for three reps. And I was like really mind blown by how strong he was. And uh, yeah, that guy turned out to be live. Um, yeah, um, we then became friends. Uh, I switched the gym, so we uh, didn't have contact for a while. But now we are back in the same gym. Um, he also plans on competing. Well, he is a power lifter. He plans on competing at the uh, national championship as well. And uh, yeah, we are in the same weight class pretty similar in height, pretty similar in weight. Um, both have probably the squat as our strongest lift. Um, mine is obviously stronger. Oh, uh, actually, I think he squats still a bit more than me. Um, he also benches more than me and his deadlift is probably also stronger, but uh, this is where I might be the closest. But uh, yeah, in general, he's now a really good friend of mine. And uh, every training session is basically just us uh, talking shit about each other and uh, yeah, motivating each other to push a lot and uh, yeah, we both plan on squatting uh, 300kg uh, at nationals and so yeah it's just a friendly rivalry and uh, yeah, pretty fun but I also hate him Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as long as he still eats you for breakfast, uh, I think uh, he will be the one that can uh, cannot say anything about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, right before worlds, when I came back from my quad injury, I was really proud uh, that I was able to squat 260 for a tempo single. And uh, Lyle already done his workout. And uh, Uh, and did other exercises and then he was like oh that's 260 on the bar looks nice and he just goes and uh, squats it just to to show that he's stronger than me or um, like last session I did a squat PR of uh, 240 for six and uh, life had uh, in his plan to do 240 for five reps and he did five reps looked at me and said this one's for you and did a sixth rep so yeah <laughs> it's just always there's a fight going kind on of you guys. yes so but, who, I mean, who will I be cross able him. <laughs> <laughs> oh so sweet <laughs> who will be able then to squat the 300 what what do you think will hero i mean i'm gonna do it first because i'm gonna start in the weaker flight <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, he aims to uh, score 300 as his second attempt, I think. So, yeah, I think he might, uh, or he at least has a shot to break the national spot record in powerlifting. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's just funny to me that I'm like the, the strongest spotter in the world in terms of weighted calisthenics, but I'm not even the strongest spotter in my gym. So, yeah. <laughs> well, then you might need to change the gym, basically. <laughs> no, I just need to get stronger in life. <laughs> <laughs> Or that. <laughs> Good luck with that. But, yeah, but I mean, it also helps to keep humble to just uh, see someone who's stronger than you. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so uh, you already is, talked about it a lot that you also compete in powerlifting at the moment. So what would be for me interesting, first of all, why did you decide to also go into powerlifting? Uh, I, I Meanwhile, you are still competing in streetlifting, right? And also, yes. what's your plan for the future? Like, will you yes. continue to train both? Um. Yeah, no, let's begin with the latter question. Uh, in the long term, I definitely see myself staying in street lifting. And even if uh, everybody in the live stream from France says that I should go back to powerlifting, um, I primarily see myself as a street lifter. But um, as I already mentioned, um, I don't have the classic calisthenics background, but rather a, a yeah, heavy training background. And uh, I have a lot of friends who do actively uh, powerlift. And so I was always a bit uh, yeah, close to powerlifting as well. And while I think that Kali is more fun for me, I like the lifts better and I, of course, can perform better in it. Um, I do still think that powerlifting is cool and uh, kind of interesting to watch, at least if you know, like, know the athletes. And so, yeah, I wanted to basically give it a try um, like this is what I'm doing right now so for half a year I'm more focused on training in a hybrid way so that I can push my power lifts a bit and yeah um, once uh, the national competition is done then I really focus on street lifting again and uh, yeah what uh, did you compete at all in any powerlifting competition until now or yes I Yes, yes. I had to qualify for the nationals because, uh, yeah, there is a weight uh, limit that you need to reach in order to compete at the nationals, um, which is 675 for my uh, weight class or for the 93 kg weight class. And uh, so, yeah, I competed at the um, regionals, so Landesmeisterschaften. And um, yeah, I squatted 250 in my first attempt and then uh, basically injured my quad or it was might not have been completely uh, healthy in the first place. But uh, yeah, I failed the 260 attempt, didn't do a third attempt and uh, yeah, and then uh, benched like 147.5 or so. And uh, uh, then I had to pull 280 uh, in the deadlift in order to qualify. And I actually managed to do that. And uh, yeah, that was my first and so far only powerlifting competition. And uh, yeah, now I'm preparing for nationals. So how do you currently set priorities then in training? I mean, you right now you train basically <coughs> six lifts, six main lifts. Then if you have all four of street lifting and another two uh, from powerlifting. So uh, yes. it seems to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, 
Uh, my coach Robin Meinecke is also primarily a powerlifter, so he always wants to prioritize powerlifting. And I'm always like, no, I also want to keep some of the calisthenics uh, lifts. <clears throat> but I mean, in general, um, the squat uh, still is a squat, uh, same as in calisthenics or in powerlifting. Um, but um, yeah, we had to cut down on general squat volume a bit because we now also have to that or I also have to deadlift more now and not only treat the deadlift as an assistance exercise. Um, yeah, but in terms of bench versus dip, um, I was for a while benching four times per week and dipping three times per week. Um, that was a bit too much. So now it's uh, both uh, three and three for bench and dip. But um, I mostly bench as the first exercises uh, from those two. And uh, yeah, even when I did calisthenics, I dipped three times a week and benched twice. But uh, back then I did dips first and bench af benched afterwards. And uh, yeah, my pull-up chin-up volume is also toned down a bit. Um, yeah, that's basically how I handle it right now. So it's yeah a pretty hybrid way of uh, powerlifting and streetlifting, but the priority is a bit on um, powerlifting. Yeah. Do you do you think that uh, you can become long-term in both disciplines pretty good, like uh, on a national level or international level even? Pretty good, yes. But um, especially the deadlift uh, or, or like squat and deadlift uh, interfere with each other. So in order to become the best calisthenics athlete, I would have to definitely cut down on back uh, deadlifts a bit. But um, besides that, I think that um, dips and bench go pretty well hand in hand with each other. Um, yeah. Okay. So in general, you, you say it's, it's possible <laughs> to stay a hybrid athlete for a while at least. Yeah. I mean, it's always a matter of what's your priority. If you really want to be the best powerlifter you can be, you should not do a calisthenics lift on a high level. On it. And if you want to be the best street lifter you uh, can be, then you can't uh, do the power lifts all the time. So, um, okay. yeah. So at some point, you got to decide where you want to head if you yes. want to become the best, at least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's even the same with uh, like classic calisthenics. So, um, you can be moderately good at uh, the calisthenic skills like a front lever and so on. But if you want to be the best street lifter you can be, then you have to invest the front lever volume into doing more pulling work, I think. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. At some point, you always have to specialize in, some, in your disciplines if you want to become the best. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But what's your opinion on... Uh, that many people right now are a bit afraid of that like the evil powerlifters come into street lifting and will win everything because they are so strong in squatting and maybe also we have a good transfer from bench to dips so what's your opinion on that do we need to be afraid of uh, evil powerlifters or won't be there any any fear necessary if you lose against the powerlifter maybe you're not the best street lifter But um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> like, I think right now, uh, for example, I would not lose to any powerlifter anymore. And uh, lots of elite athletes uh, in street lifting also wouldn't, despite the squat, because uh, 
Powerlifter might have some decent bench uh, strength, but uh, that doesn't one to one carry over to dips. Or uh, yeah, so um, I mean there are some athletes would come, but uh, in general I think uh, it's, it's a skill issue if you uh, lose against a powerlifter. <laughs> That's true. So. <laughs> If you are afraid of powerlifters, then uh, just train harder in streetlifting and there's no need to be afraid of yes. anything. <laughs> cool. Okay. Then uh, I have one last question um, to you, which is to related to me, actually. <laughs> What do you think about my dip is the question, basically. So that, uh, yeah. Did, did you watch at all my dips? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I can. I don't have it clearly uh, in my mind, uh, but uh, from what I remember, uh, you were pretty strong in dips and had a lot of progress. I still remember in like 2020 when Zina did uh, wanted to do a 50 kg dip, and it was like the the biggest thing ever. And uh, now I think uh, you can casually dip 50 kg for reps, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I try to. Let's see. <laughs> I ate some UPI and, this week. Let's uh, see where yeah. it gets me. <laughs> I think I've also seen that recently you tried to uh, change up your technique a bit so that you uh, like open up the chest a bit more, right? Yes, that was uh, something Lucas and ah, Alex told no, me too. <laughs> no dips in your story. So. No dips in your um, story, yes, yeah. because they were terrible yesterday, so I didn't post <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was the one that gave Lucas and Alex those tips for Spengel. So, um, yeah, I did notice that uh, you changed up your muscle up, uh, uh, your dip a bit. And I think I like the direction that it's heading. Um, I mean, there's, of course, still room for development. I mean, I also have a lot of room yeah, for development. Is... So not a critique. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, mean, I think that was know. the reason actually why uh, the question came because I changed my technique or uh, because of what we discussed in the car. Yeah. The question I was mean, coming. <laughs> I, I approve of those uh, changes. Um, I mean, as you can see with the muscle up, you have pretty good genetics for the dip as well. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what you can do uh, if you refine this new technique. Um, For me, it was like that I was basically stuck uh, a bit and didn't progress a lot. And uh, then I changed to like a wider grip and uh, got more chest involvement. And then my dip basically started to explode. So, yeah, I hope that the same happens uh, for you. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> so your dip currently explodes. So do you have any... Uh numbers for us where you are heading to right now or what your plan is to mm -hmm. dip next year i actually have no clear goal in mind what i want to do next year um this training block i did 120 kg for three and failed the fourth rep and just today i did uh, 100 for seven and failed the eighth rep but uh yeah those were still big prs and uh yeah so 150 incoming next year for sure. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you gotta catch up to Pere somehow. <laughs> <laughs> True. Then good luck with that. Uh, cool. So 
Um, before we end off the podcast, uh, do you have anything more to say to your competitors or to anyone maybe that will listen to this podcast? Uh, to life, of course, that I will outspot him. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did not prepare anything that I want to say, so no. <laughs> oh, really sad. Really sad. Yeah. I was hoping for some fight stuff and okay, you know, okay. talk so or whatever on, but on, on wednesday i saw that uh javier so the the, the goat the the uh, minus 93 world champion uh did uh 260 for a squat uh, triple and this is the reason why i loaded up 261 on uh, friday and did that for a triple um so yeah if i actually move up then he would be an opponent of mine um yeah not too sure if i could actually beat him but of course i'll try um then of course theo and baki are in my weight class and so after beating ludo i now have to beat baki as well but uh yeah let's see if i can actually do that but i'll of course try my best <laughs> yeah you just gotta be a dog and then you can uh, <laughs> outsport them all and if you exactly. outsport them you will win for sure. Yes. <laughs> Great. Okay, then uh, before we end up, I have five easy questions for you. You just mm -hmm. answer whatever comes into your head. And yeah, let's start maybe with the first question. Muscle up or pull up? Which do you like more? Pull up. <laughs> <laughs> because you're stronger or because uh, it's easier for you? For it? Uh, I mean, the pull up is a much simpler lift. and. Uh, I mean, it can be fun to work on the muscle up, but a lot of times it's also really frustrating, um, both because of like uh, the technical difficulty and also because the muscle up is so easily affected by fatigue that uh, yeah, pull ups are just more constant and uh, yeah. I see. Okay, cool. So next I, one. I think pull up or chin up would have been a better question <laughs> ah well then let's let's take this as the next question pull up or chin up what's your favorite lift there <laughs> <laughs> yeah chin up of course it just feels more natural to me i'm stronger in it um when i was coached by micha i did not train the chin up for like half a year only the pull-ups and even then on the first session of switching back to chin ups i was stronger on chin ups than on pull-ups so yeah definitely i'm a uh, chin up guy Yeah, me me too. <laughs> Can relate to that. <laughs> I, I, I believe in chin-up supremacy. Shout out uh, to the meme page. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next question. Your shrimp socks or your dog socks? Which are your favorites? I mean, I love the dog that's on the socks, so uh, I gotta de definitely take the Mali socks. Okay, yeah. Can I, can I also, also can understand that one. <laughs> Okay, so uh, next up, uh, your favorite platform, uh, Instagram or TikTok? Do you even have TikTok? Uh, I don't def know. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have TikTok and that should answer the question. So it's definitely <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can also understand that. I don't, don't understand what TikTok is actually about. I haven't figured it <laughs> out yet. Okay, I forgot how many questions I have. I guess with the pull-up question, I have one more left, <laughs> right? <laughs> Because I, I think it's now... been 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I put the uh, chin up and pull up together with yes into the question stuff. Yes, yes, okay, yes. which one of those two I choose now? Uh, you, you you can do both. No, chin up one no, was no, I want to be. <laughs> I want to be strict here. Uh, already, if I can't become lazy now, I will become lazy in the. No, <laughs> overshooting is a lifestyle. <laughs> Well, true. Okay, uh, next one: RPE or reps and reserve uh, scale. Uh, I feel like I like RPE more. Um, yeah. So, if I was to choose, I would say RPE. But um, in general, I, I say I like both. Um, depends a bit on the lift. So, for example, in Bulgarian spl uh, split squats, I would definitely choose uh, reps in reserve because, like. Every uh, set feels like an RPE 10, whereas in muscle ups uh, or, or, for example, competition muscle up singles, I would go for RPE because, uh, like, I could never double uh, a heavier weight, but um, I still feel like, uh, yeah, I had more in the tank, so I think I got better results working with uh, RPE there. Um, yeah, makes sense. Do you use RPE right now then in your training plan or? I, I think with Robin, it's actually reps in reserve, but actually I kind of do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Don't let him hear that. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen today. <laughs> no, I mean, he obviously knows. Uh, and uh, we try to communicate with each other and uh, yeah. works somehow. <laughs> Now I know why you got kicked out by Micha, because you always do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, back then it wasn't as bad. So I I, I trusted Micha more. And when I was at Tonio, uh, Tonio didn't give me any weight ranges and was just like, do this uh, with this and the, that RPE. And I think uh, at that time somewhere, I, I developed the habit of, uh, yeah, always wanting too much. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe uh, that's something connected also to X handball players because i have the same issue <laughs> yeah yeah there it always was like give, give 100 go hard and uh, yeah yeah if, if it doesn't hurt then it's not enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well okay then okay let's let's do the last as well because i think it will will be interesting for the people as well your favorite squat support exercise or squat assistance exercise uh Bulgarian split squats, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You train them. That's, that's the, uh, cur currently, I don't have them in my program, but uh, I kind of miss them, which is like a bit masochistic to say. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, I really learned to love them, especially during the Corona lockdown. Um, I couldn't really do a lot of other exercises. And I always felt like uh, BSS has a good carryover to my personal squad. And um, yeah, I also just like how you can really push hard. And um, I don't know, there's something about, it feels really rewarding because it's such a hard exercise. And, yeah. Are you able to do it without shrimp? Yes, actually I am. I don't know how it works, oh. but I have... No, I I never shrimped uh, my BSS, I think. 
That's cool. Great. Then maybe you, we should do a <laughs> Bulgarian fit squat instead of the normal squat at Worlds. And then we finally <laughs> see you squatting in a decent way. Yes. I mean, I always did my BSS like uh, high bar and, uh, and flats so far. Um, not sure how it would look like if I actually was to max out my BSS, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think one rep max on uh, Bulgarian foot squats is maybe not something <laughs> to recommend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I once actually hit uh, like zero reps in reserve and like my leg was violently shaking and I almost didn't make the lockout. That was a really insane experience. And also one time in a peaking, um, Tonio randomly gave me only four reps on BSS. So I had to choose a lot heavier weight that was also a really scary experience but um yeah you say goodbye <laughs> <laughs> now actually um one time i hurt my uh, upper back and so i couldn't um tolerate um actual load so i couldn't export but my legs were and hips were completely fine so for one block i really pushed bulgarian split squats and only did them as my like main squatting exercise for Four weeks or for even eight weeks and uh yeah it was a cool experience uh, to like push an existence uh, assistance exercise as a main lift and uh yeah that was when i hit the hit my massive bssbr and uh yeah PRs where you can be proud of bulgarian split squat prs <laughs> but well yeah. uh, at least it uh, obviously it helped you to squat more so i don't say anything yeah. against that Great. Okay. Well, then uh, that at least have been all the questions I had for you. I summarized some of the questions of the listeners. I hope I didn't forget anything major because otherwise we would still talk until midnight today. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I said, I hope I didn't forget anything. And yeah, first of all, thanks for your time. Um, I will post. You're welcome. This. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> sure. You were one of the most wanted people when i posted the question sticker on who i should invite first so of course Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well i've got many questions as well so obviously there seems to be some interest in your person nice, maybe it nice. we're all the girls <laughs> that are in love with you secretly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know sure, sure. but or the boys that are in love with you or with your shrimp squad or your shrimp yeah that, that's more likely <laughs> yeah probably i guess so too okay well then uh as you didn't have anything more to say if anything comes no, up now no go ahead no i don't <laughs> well then i will post timo's instagram uh into the show notes so make sure to leave him a follow if you don't until now and yeah <laughs> Then we are all curious to see in which weight class, first of all, you will compete next year. And secondly, yeah. um, if you will be able to either beat Pere and Ludo or if you can beat Xavier, uh, uh, Bari, <laughs> and who was uh, also in this weight class, Robin Stolze, for example, from Germany, <laughs> <laughs> who will yeah, be then the, the next biggest competitor for you there. <laughs> I mean, the main goal for now is to squat uh, 300 kg in April next year. And uh, after that, let's see what comes. <laughs> <laughs> Then good luck with that. And yeah, other than that, I say thanks a lot. And yeah, 
I talk to you soon and thanks for everyone yes. that listened today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Thanks for listening today. If you like the podcast, I would highly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating and share it across your community to make the sport grow further. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you will never miss a new episode. Stay active and hope to hear you soon.